Josh and I sat down to record this episode that you are about to listen to of the Around Georgia podcast on Saturday afternoon following an incredible, exciting day in Athens where we celebrated a national championship and Georgia going back to back um, for the first time in school history and uh, for any team for the first time in playoff history. It seemed like there was nothing that could dethrone Georgia from being on top of the world. Sadly, early on Sunday morning, we lost Devin Willick and Chandler LaCroix. Willick, of course, being an offensive lineman, a crucial, crucial part of that absolutely explosive offense this past season for Georgia. Chandler LaCroix was uh, one who worked um, for the team, a staff member that helped with some recruiting, and they lost their lives in a car accident on Sunday morning. We mourn with the rest of Bulldog Nation, but we also want to let the family members and everyone who is involved know that we are praying for you and that we are praying for peace and for comfort in these devastating times. For those who are members of the team who may or may not have been around when this happened, for those who knew them well, for friends and for family, we are praying and we pray that you are able to uh, experience the kind of peace that only the, the Spirit of God can bring in these times. Welcome back to another episode of the Around Georgia podcast. And man, is this going to be a good one. Uh, We just spent, and by we, I mean Josh and I just spent this whole, um, uh, what would you call it, early afternoon, mid-morning, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It was a whole day. Let's not fool ourselves. It was a day event. And as it should (laughs) be, um, we got to experience the uh, second annual, whoops, did I say annual? Um, <laughs> Georgia <laughs> National Championship celebration back to back. It was an absolute incredible event. Hang tight and make sure to listen all the way through this episode. We got some hot takes. Stetson Bennett had some stuff to say that we're going to unpack and talk about, uh, as well as uh, just looking out, uh, back on an incredible season for the Georgia Bulldogs. So we're going to recap our day. And can't wait to tell you all about it. Welcome back, guys. We're going to talk about uh, what a crazy and eventful day today was uh, in Athens. The whole town was buzzing. There was people everywhere. Thousands upon thousands showed up and uh, showed out to uh, to welcome home the back-to-back national championship Bulldogs. And uh, Kent, there there was quite a few people there, and uh, and we have a, a milestone to compare this thing to in last season. So what are your thoughts as far as what did you think about this season, about what we saw today, the crowd, the ceremony, the whole thing compared to what we saw last year? So last year, I mean, this was the first time we're ever experiencing something like this, right? So, like, mm-hmm. um, you're about to be 30. I just turned 25. So, I mean – for the first time in our lifetimes last year, we are seeing the dogs celebrated as national champions, which is still crazy to, to think about. Right. So Mm -hmm. 
last year it was the newness of it. It was the surrealness of it. It was the, oh my goodness, this is this is awesome. And I think we all kind of felt like with the talent that was leaving, that this was one of those things that was like maybe in a couple years, three years, four years, we'll get to do this again, right? Mm-hmm, we thought, sure. hey, this is cool. We knew that it was the start of something, but I don't think in our wildest dreams we imagined to be back this year and this soon. So getting there today, you know, if last year the theme was surreal, can't believe this is happening, that's so cool, like seeing that trophy on stage, this year it was, oh my gosh, this is the norm now. It was looking on stage seeing two of the college football playoff trophies, knowing that we are the only school to ever go back to back in the college football playoff era, the first to go back to back period in a decade, which, by the way, Kirby Smart had something to do with that as well. So we, we can get into that later. Um, a lot of coaching comparisons going on right now. Um, but I, I really do think, like, this year we're sitting here, and I'm really like, I expect to be back next year for a potential back-to-back-to-back. Like, it's now like, who can beat us? And I think Stetson Bennett said it great in the press conference, uh, uh, you know, last Tuesday morning or whenever they recorded it, when he essentially said, well, we kept looking for teams to beat us, and we just ran out of teams. I mean, that's kind of how this season felt, was like, Man, we keep looking for a team that's going to beat Georgia. And I think we, if you go back and listen to our podcast episodes, you're going to find, like, we're worried and we think someone's going to beat us. But we kept looking and no one did. So we came back. We got to experience it again. It was awesome. Today was a lot of fun. Mm. The crowd was energetic. I didn't think it could be as energetic as last year, but I think in some sense it was. Mm. And obviously with the entire South stands empty, um, it was a little bit of a downer, but the stands that they could allow people into that weren't under construction were packed. We stood up and down probably 47 times. Felt like a good <laughs> old Southern Baptist church, old-fashioned, yep. all that stuff, but it was a blast. What did you think about it, and how would you compare it to last year? Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. There was a lot of people. I, was, I knew that – Look, it's a national championship parade. I don't care if you go once every 40 years or if you go 40 years in a row. It doesn't take away from the significance of what you did. And Greg Sankey even said it, the the SEC commissioner, whenever he was up on the stage uh, this afternoon, he was talking about it. And he said, there's only been nine college football playoff national championships up to this point. Nine. Two of those trophies out of those nine are with one school. I know – May think well, that's less than twenty five percent. There's a hundred and twenty nine teams in Division One FBS as far as contenders to take that trophy down. Now, bear bear in mind that half of them aren't going to be ever be in the national spotlight. But nonetheless, even if you did cut that number in half, the fact that we've been able to keep two out of the first nine back to back in Athens makes it special. And um and I'm with you as far as it, it was special and it's always going to be special no matter how many times we do it. Um, but it's, you really get the feeling that it's the norm. It's the, everyone, a saying that me and you both have said in the past and, and we've mentioned it before on air 
and we've cited it over and over and over is who is the next Bama? Who's going to be the next Bama going to win over and over and over? I think that this time right now, right here now, we can that statement because Bama's not the standard anymore, right? And 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 I, I know Bama has five national championships, six national championships, wherever it is, multiple of them we have two. I get that. I understand that. But when you're talking about when you see saving teams in the past, they just seem business. Whenever they're going into a game, whenever they're going on their whatever dog walk is before a game, and whenever they come out of the locker room, it just seems business because you have guys who have a head on their shoulders and they're leveled because they've been there. And that's what Georgia is now. And today showed that because everybody was excited to celebrate the national championship. Everybody was 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 showed up in large numbers to do so. But at the end of the day, this is the new norm. And we may not go back to back to back. We may not go back to back, skip two seasons and win again. But I will tell you this, we'll be back again a lot sooner rather than later, you know, whether it's next year or the year after, whatever. And uh, we, we, we are becoming that dynasty, that standard. We are the next Georgia because that's what we are now and that's what the standard is. And I think today showed that uh, just because you, you have such a, such a high standard where this isn't normal. This is like what you said earlier, our annual celebration. And uh, so, so I, was, I was pretty excited to, to see that, to realize that this is the normal. And, uh, you know, as the, as the program went on in Sanford Stadium, they did all the, the whole rigmarole about how they had the same interest that we have during the normal games um, and, and all that stuff. And then go to the ceremony. Everyone makes their speeches. Kemp was there. Sankey was there. Kemp, or, uh, obviously, Kirby was there. And then they went to the players. Um, and uh, they, they, there was a very interesting um, – Speech, I guess, if you want to call it that, <laughs> made by uh, made by Stet. I mean, all the players in general, but especially by Stet. So, uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, on specifically what it was that, that Stetson said and yeah, so, the, the whole nature of what he said? I guess. Well, let's go ahead and call out what he said. Um, and, and here's what a lot of people that I'm finding, if you're on Twitter, uh, you, you see a lot of the stuff that I'm about to bring up. There's a lot of people that are saying, you know, hey, look, he was on his phone the whole time during the parade. He wouldn't wave at any fans. He wasn't that friendly. Um, and here's here's some of the stuff that I'm going to read. Uh, Stetson uh, really armed his image during the championship parade today. This isn't me. This is a tweet, by the way. Totally disengaged from thousands of his fans. More interested in his phone than and his teammate. Javon Bullard, uh, rather than his fans lining the parade route. Shame on you, Stetson. Um, another person said, I'm a huge Stetson Bennett fan, but this parade has been a huge L for him personally. Um, some people, uh, and I actually saw that one um, a couple of hours ago, and, and I, I thought that that was, that they brought up one thing and said, hey, you know, maybe take notes from Aaron Murray. Uh, Aaron Murray definitely has been one to not shy away from expressing his gratitude to Dog Nation. Um, so I got two thought processes on this. And, and Stetson mm. was pretty straightforward when he got to his speech, right? Like he was pretty much straightforward. Mm. Um, hey, uh, y'all said I couldn't do it, but I did it. 
And I think that for the vast majority, now I'm talking about the vast majority, and there are a few like me in the minority, but there are, there is a vast majority. And Josh, at one point, you were in this vast majority. Mm-hmm. That said, Stetson Bennett is not capable of winning a championship. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. to that crowd, you have absolutely no reason to feel harmed by the things that he said. Or, or, or maybe I should say every reason. Like, he was talking about that vast majority of the crowd. As a fan base... Everybody, and I say that not as a blanket statement, but 90% of Georgia fans counted him out, said he couldn't do it, and questioned him coming back. Even Mm. I was a little bit like, man, don't you want to ride off into the sunset? Not necessarily. I I was thinking it more from the standpoint of, why, put yourself through that again? But then again, a lot of people were doubting him. A lot of people. So he's dealt with that doubt throughout his whole career. Absolutely, he has reason to be frustrated. That being said, this whole season, people have rallied behind him. And so I think there's something to be said about winning over a fan base. And he did that. And after he won them over, it was kind of like he said, forget y'all. Y'all never had my back. I'm not going to have, like, there there was no mutual su- support there from him. Like, th- th- it was, he wasn't interested in it. It was kind of like he was saying, forget y'all. Y'all didn't believe in me from the start. I ain't dealing with y'all. That, that's uh, kind of what I got out of that today. Right. To an extent, yeah. I can get it. But mm. to another there's something to be said about that guy who can come to accept that there are millions of fans. I mean, like, let's face it. I mean, I was looking at Georgia's Twitter account. There's over a million followers. I mean, there's, there's definitely a several million Georgia football fans at this point, just to be honest, millions of Georgia football fans out there that you have won over and you're not willing to say, Thank you. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. this fan base had his back and, and felt the pain when he wasn't the Heisman Trophy winner. And, and so, like, there's certain things that I get it, and then certain things that I'm like, you know, it really wasn't a good PR move. Mm. You got a lot of kids out here in the parade that, that just right. want to wave. Yep. Yep. Different things like that. I mean, it's a family day. This isn't your time. This isn't your day to get your last word in. Right. Not, yeah. not today. Not like that. And yeah. I feel like he went out on a bad note at the University of Georgia. Does that take his face off of the UGA Mount Everest? Which that'll have to be a show. Not Mount Everest. Um, <laughs> not Rushmore. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Does that take his face off of the UGA Mount Rushmore? I don't think it does. That's another episode for another day. Because right. um, I mean, he was a, he was the Georgia, the Georgia quarterback that brought us two national championships, uh, and so I don't think you can discredit that at all. 
right, but at right. The, end of the day, he he definitely could have handled himself better, and uh, not not at all what I mean. But he has a chip on his shoulder, and right. so maybe he'll carry that with him into the NFL, and that can lead to some success. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and the way that I see this whole thing is, I'm I'm similar to where you are with it. Um, I get why he's frustrated. Whenever your your own fan base, your own supporters are calling for your head for at least fifty percent of the time that you were at the university, if not more, I get where frustration comes from. I understand that, um, and and I get how you could feel like you have to have your time to where you call them out and say, you know what, none of you believed in this. I get because he's, he's, he's a, a He's human. He's like the rest of us. You know, sometimes, and I say this as, as both of us being, obviously, God, God-fearing God Christians are both heavily involved in the church. Sometimes there are people make you upset with stuff like that. You theoretically want to give them the finger. That's just how it is. That's the human condition. Am I right or am I wrong? But, um, but in, in his particular situation, um, he, was, he was doubted by a lot. And uh, he, he wanted to, to take this time to say, you know what? The only people that believed in me from the beginning are the guy sitting to my left and to my right up on stage. And, uh, and for the most part, he was right. Um, but I will say this. A time to do something like that is after the season is over, after all that. Because at the end of the day, Georgia fan base is – the reason that Stetson Bennett is able to be a quarterback, period. Without fans, there is no Georgia football. There is no Sanford Stadium. There's no national championship. There's no Kirby Smart. There's no none of these guys because this thing, just like everything else, is a business, and it comes from funding that comes directly from the fan base, right or wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and if – it wasn't for the financial support, regardless of what's being said. If it was for the financial support, he would not have had the opportunity that he has had. Kirby Smart, if anybody, if anybody would have had a reason on that stage other than 13 to have an issue with everyone in the crowd, it could have been Kirby. How many times has his head been called for? How many times have have, have, have fans jumped on – his back saying, you know, well, we almost lost to Missouri, or, or what about the year we got clobbered by Texas in the Sugar Bowl? What about all these things that have happened in the past where we didn't play up to the standard that was expected of us, and his job was called for, his head was called for. But how many times did Kirby say thank you? Kirby specifically recognized the, not just the players, but the families of the players, the, the families of the staff, the fans, everybody in the stands. He was nothing but gratitude the whole time. And and I agree with you. I don't think that this is necessarily going to taint Stetson's um, accomplishments at the school. Um, but I do I mean, think that – take away those trophies. Nothing's going to take away, right. you know, that Heisman Trophy ceremony. Nothing's right. going to take that stuff away. Those statistics that mm-hmm. – the records he set that may never be broken – um, right. But, you know, it's just kind of like 
it's going to kind of leave that bad taste in your mouth. You're, you're going to kind of be sitting there ready to brush your teeth with the next quarterback that comes in and leaves a better flavor in your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and Stetson is who Stetson is. He's, he's never been one to be, he's not a speech guy. He's not a guy that's going to stand up there and, and motivate the team and say, okay, guys, let's play a good game and let's just all, you know, love each other. He just, he's not that kind of guy. He never has been. And no one was expecting that from him. But I think at the very least, everyone was expecting a thank you. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. and, and he kind of, he kind of disappointed with that. But what I will say is, uh, he did end it with a mic drop and said, you know what? We got two rings, so screw it. <laughs> right? And, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care if you're upset about what he did, what he said or not. Um, mm-hmm. We we got two trophies in Georgia that we probably don't have without him there. And, and so am I disappointed in how he handled himself and think he could have handled himself better? Yeah. Um, does he owe me anything? No. And you know what? I hope he goes on and, and, and has some success in the NFL. Um, honestly, at this point, I don't know why anyone would – would doubt him, but of course people are saying he's not going to go in the first uh, several rounds. They're saying maybe a, a sixth round, fifth round or something like that. There's no telling. Um, he's going to be a wild card for sure. No telling, you know, what, mm-hmm. what he's going to be able to do in the NFL, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wish him the best and, and we can move on from it and we will. Mm-hmm. Um, right. On to the next guy. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this spring, uh, getting to spring day, uh, you know, to the to the spring um, Georgia game, and and with with G Day coming up and everything, can't wait to start speculating on who that quarterback is going to be to take his place. I think Carson Beck's definitely um, the guy right now that's poised to take that spot. But there, of course, is going to be a lot of uh, there are going to be a lot of people saying a lot of different things about mm. it. Um, but before we get to next season, um, just looking back on today, looking back on today's experience, I mean, like, let's embrace the fact that we just witnessed an absolute beatdown in a national championship game that we will never see of that magnitude again. For sure. Uh, there's a chance we see it. And a 12-team playoff, I think. A lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I, I think that a 12-team playoff could lend itself to a weaker bracket than another where mm-hmm. you have your best teams kind of stacked up against some of the worst teams, and then all of a sudden you find yourself with another team routing another. But I don't think we'll ever see anything cool like that. TCU, you got to hand it to them. They deserved to be there. Yes. Um, Want to congratulate them on an incredible season. Thirteen and two is not easy to do. They won, um, you know, two more games than Alabama did this year. Uh, they, I mean, they mm-hmm. had a spectacular season. Right, but, and to say that they didn't belong there is insane. I seen so many people. There's this one, this one guy. I can't remember for the life of me. His name is – he was some sort of a, of an influencer on a Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is. And um, he, he was just absolutely outraged during the national championship game saying that TCU didn't deserve to be there. You know what I'm talking about? 
And here's my thing. Here's nothing you can whine, you can cry all you want to. But if you weren't saying that after the Michigan game when they beat the reigning Big Ten champion, if you weren't saying it then, you better not say it after they get destroyed by Georgia. That's right. And everyone kept saying, well, Georgia, Ohio State should be in the, in the, in the national championship game. Well, let me throw you this then. If it should have been Georgia, Ohio State in the national championship game, then Ohio State would have beat Michigan at home in Columbus, would have beat Michigan and been seated number two. I have no doubt that Ohio State was probably the second best team in the country, and you probably agree with that. But yeah, anyone who I had think, it. Um, in, kind of lost their right to be considered the second best. And they'll get the head-to-head over and they'll they'll finish ranked in the AP ahead of Ohio State because of the head-to-head, as they mm. probably should. I agree with the reasoning. But the way the season finished, there's no doubt in my mind that the national championship was played in Atlanta, Georgia on uh, New Year's Eve. And with that, that is going to wrap it up for uh, this uh, 2022 slash, I guess, 23 college football season. Uh, It ended in the way that last season ended in the same way that this season started uh, with the win, with the big win over a big-time opponent. And, uh, Kent, it couldn't be any better of a time to be a Georgia Bulldog than this, right? Absolutely. It is a sweet, sweet time to be a Georgia Bulldog. And it is also great to be a Gator hater. It's uh, it's the best of times, my man, the best of times. Um, Absolutely. Well, as we go forward with this podcast, please let us know anything that you would like to hear from us in terms of maybe uh, sports coverage as far as UGA is concerned or anything like that. Um, Also, let us know what we can do uh, to make this podcast more interesting for you. Ultimately, we want to uh, make this enjoyable for y'all as we enjoy talking about Georgia sports so let us know what we can do and we would love any input that we can get and we are certainly looking forward to the Daytona 500 coming up in just five weeks and I cannot wait to see that green flag drop absolutely there's more content coming up Uh, just because football season is over for now doesn't mean that content is over we got some things in, in the works uh, coming this spring and even into this summer. And uh, we hope you guys continue to uh, join us for the ride. We appreciate all the support that we have up to this point, And we look forward to being able to grow it. And uh, as always, until next time, what is it we always say, Kent? Go dogs. Go dogs.